So create your, your vision, get your energy to match and your vibration to match. So you're being with your vision and dreaming into it in your mind. And you're seeing yourself living in that vision, feeling what it feels like. And then you're noticing all the limiting beliefs come up so that you can work with them. You're noticing all the feelings that get triggered in the face of your dreams and your vision because now you've got something so big, something that matters to you, that you're committed to. Welcome to Build Your Life by Design, the podcast that will have you start transforming your life, creating real, long-lasting transformation to live your life to your fullest potential. No more being blocked by your own blind spots. It's time to live life on fire without allowing your unconscious limitations to get in your way any longer. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Emery, and together we're going to explore the tools I've used coaching thousands of high performers over 25 years. These are unique tools that go beyond mindset shifts. No more falling back into your old patterns. These tools will create permanent and profound shifts by linking your mind to the emotional memories and somatic energy trapped in your body. By using these tools, I've been able to help hundreds of thousands of my clients achieve unprecedented levels of success and deep fulfillment in their personal and professional lives. If you're wanting to create more for your life, you're tired of settling, you want to heal, be healthy, and feel energized, and you want peace of mind to live your life out of total abundance and power, then you're in the right place. Because you're going to learn how to master your mind, raise your vibration, and expand your consciousness. And when you do that, anything you want in life becomes possible. I am so glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Build Your Life by Design podcast with me, Dr. Lori Emery. On our show each week, I am committed to being here with you, all leaders, entrepreneurs, high achievers, people who want real transformation in their life and are tired of running around the hamster wheel to feel like we're on wash, rinse and repeat every day and want the most out of life, living to your fullest potential, living a fulfilled, joyful, passionate life. So that is why I'm here. So if you're up to that, you are in the right place. And I wanted to talk about a question today that I have so many people who come to work with me ask, which is, I've done so many mindset programs. I've written down my goals a million times and sometimes they turn out and sometimes I get close and, or, you know, I've created them, but I still feel very unfulfilled and I want to talk today about why writing down goals is not enough. And I'm going to even take that one step further that writing down goals and only working with your mindset is not enough. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But think of it. It's like if you think of your car, right, you've got the outside that's got the decorative part and you can repaint it as many times as you want and you can redo the inside. But if you don't get to the core in the engine, which is what makes the car run efficiently and effectively, then you're missing the boat. And so I want to talk a bit about the components that are really important 
for us to master in order to succeed in life. And I want to also back up and tell you like how much I actually know those of you who asked me that question. I so know that place because I was a goal setter for a long time in my life. And I thought I could do everything from my thinking mind. I thought I could do everything from my head. And I was doing that because I know now because I was avoiding all of what was happening down here. And because I'm an achiever and a driver, I created some stuff, you know, I created four degrees and opened my practice and had a staff of practitioners with me. And, you know, and all the while though, I was struggling internally and no one knew how much I was struggling because not only was I living my life out of so much anxiety, but I was creating goals that if I was comparing to people out in the world, it looked good on paper, right? I always say for those of us who are drivers and high achievers and, you know, and, and want to go after life, our 50% often looks like everybody else's hundred. But when I sat back and I looked at what was going on in my life and what experience was I having and what were my ultimate really big vision goals that I wasn't getting to, I could see that I was operating out of a tremendous amount of anxiety. I was covering up all parts of myself that I didn't want to deal with. And I was allowing my limiting beliefs, my shame, my not good enough stuff, all that stuff to run me. And I was trying to cover over it. And because I was doing that, work and goals just became an addiction, right? They became, I became a hyper achiever out of my anxiety. Now, I'm not saying achieving itself is bad. I'm saying that how I was using it, like I was using it to mean something about how good enough I am. And that's a slippery slope when we use our results, our titles, our material items to mean anything about who we are. And so that's where my life was operating from. And I was struggling with a, a pretty serious eating disorder since I was 15 years old. And for those of you who have addiction, a functional addiction, the problem with functional addictions is we can still manage our lives and we can still delude ourselves that we're doing well. And that's exactly what I did. I, I really, I kind of put my addiction in a compartment like and fooled myself and lied to myself that I had control of it. It didn't have control of me and that I was different than every other addict out there, every other eating disorder person out there that I could stop doing it at any time. And I hid it from everybody. And so all of that ran my life and it kept me from having a beautiful experience while I was creating goals. It also kept me from creating those goals with more ease and more masterful actions. And it also kept me from when I sat down the first time for my licensure, I failed it. I couldn't do it because I couldn't focus because not eating and not feeding my brain for so long, I did not have, and I didn't have the ability to sit with myself anyway at the time, even beyond the eating disorder. I was so busy running from myself that the idea of sitting down with myself was not going to happen. So it took a long time for me until I finally began to understand through my mentors and my coaches and my experience within myself that 
writing goals wasn't enough. And so in order to live life to your fullest potential, and in order to get to goals that are so meaningful to you in life, you must absolutely sit down and yes, write your vision, write your dreams, write your goals, and make sure that they're big and juicy and beautiful in all areas of your life. And you can start with one if you want, right? So in, for me, in order to look at our life as a whole pie, I split up life into eight parts and I look at every area, career and finance, health and wellness, my family relationships, my romantic partner, my, my social life and my recreation and my leisure, community service, and my personal development and spirituality. Those are mine. And to me, we, we, it's important to have all life working on all cylinders because I think what we like to do in life is we like to look at the areas that we feel most accomplished or we feel most capable. And in order to have life working on all levels, I think it's important to look at how am I taking care of myself, my body? How am I taking care of my mind? How am I feeding myself? When, if you can master one area with the distinctions of transformation, then you can generalize it to all other areas. So it's okay if you have one goal and it's okay if you have in your dream and it's okay if you have all areas of your life. So however you want to do it, but whatever you choose, I invite you to, you got to do it at a hundred percent, right? There's no doing things half-assed and then wondering why we get mediocre results. So First is being able to dream in that area, dream into your life and paint a picture in detail because the way that you do goals is important. And this part we've all heard a hundred times, right? So give the detail of exactly how you want the goal to look because the universe has got to collide, collude with you. It's got to get in relationship with you energetically and it's going to give you what you asked for and it's going to give you where you're operating from. So this is the second step that is really important. Once you have declared your goals, you've created your dream, you've created your vision, and you then need to sit down with those goals each day and get your vibration to match who you need to be to have that life turn out. And that is important because the brain doesn't know the difference between imagining your vision, feeling it, seeing it, and being in it and actually reality. It doesn't know the difference. And things have to be created first in thought and vision before they are created in reality. So that's the first step. The next is you must know yourself and know where you are operating from. We cannot create goals and ignore ourselves, meaning if the vibrational place you are operating from inside yourself is not good enough, I don't have enough, the people around me won't support me, I don't know enough, whatever those limiting conversations are, those thoughts have a vibration to them. And if you're operating at a lower vibration of scarcity and fear and not enough, it doesn't match the vibration of the dream that you're creating or that you want to create. So those two things have to go together. 
And in, in my program, we do all of those things together because the minute you dream and then all of a sudden, all those little voices show up and all your limiting beliefs show up. That happens because the bigger we dream and the more we expand, the more sophisticated the ego gets. And remember your ego and your lower brain wants to keep you in survival. And that keeps you in the comfort zone and the box that you have been living out of most of your life. And so I don't say that disrespectfully. So for those of you that are thinking, yeah, I've created major dreams in my life and I am not living in a box. Wherever we are, that's the box we're in. And so we all have the opportunity to expand from where we are and not from not enough, from gratitude from where we are. And that's the other piece that's important is wherever we are, writing your goals from being grateful for what you have right now. And if you're in the, the energy of gratitude and you're creating your dreams on top of what you're grateful for, and I mean grateful for all of it, right? So create your vision, get your energy to match and your vibration to match. So you're being with your vision and dreaming into it in your mind. And you're seeing yourself living in that vision, feeling what it feels like. And then you're noticing all the limiting beliefs come up so that you can work with them. You're noticing all the feelings that get triggered in the face of your dreams and your vision because now you've got something so big, something that matters to you, that you're committed to. Are you ready to take complete control of your life and become truly unstoppable? Look no further than Build Your Life by Design, the podcast that gives you the tools to transform the way you think and create lifelong permanent shifts. Hosted by renowned performance coach, Dr. Lori Emery, this podcast will be your stepping stone for leaving behind the mediocre and stepping into a life that's 100% by your design, not by default. And if you're really serious about stepping into your ultimate purpose and potential, join Dr. Lori for her upcoming masterclass, where she'll be diving deeper into these powerful tools and strategies, personally guiding you every step of the way. Details will be available on her website, buildyourlifebydesign.co. So why wait? Start designing your life by choice, not by chance, with Build Your Life by Design. I talked a lot about commitment on another episode, which is important, a really important ingredient. And so once you've got that for your, as your GPS and you're feeling into your vision and you're looking at who's the me that is living in that vision, how do I think, how do I walk, how do I act, who do I hang around, what are my results, right? That part's critically important. And then when the feelings come up and the limiting beliefs, it's having the tool to know how to be with those parts of you that come up, right? Those parts got created for a reason as we were growing up. Even if it's a part of you that's judgmental or a part of you that says, I'm too scared to go after my dreams or right, the fear part, whatever the part is, if you can go down and be with, because every thought has a physical sensation and, and a feeling attached to it. That's what creates our experience. You go down into the body and you be curious about that part of yourself. Like, what is that part of myself that is afraid to be in the unknown? And I bring up that one because that one was a very big one of mine. And that was one that because I wasn't in relationship with it, 
it got in my way because in order to create my goals, I had to know how to get there. I had to know the next step. I had to see all of the pieces. Now, think about life. The biggest things that we want to accomplish are on the other side of the unknown. And so for me, the things that I wanted were things like I wanted to create my personal development transformational business. I did not know how. I knew how to be a business owner. I didn't know how to be an an effective entrepreneur. I didn't know what the steps were to, to market all of my stuff online. I didn't know. And so because I didn't know and I couldn't see it, and I also didn't really like trusting other people. Well, think of what you have to do to be an entrepreneur and create a, a large company and market online. I have to have a team and I have to be able to trust that team. So I'm not doing it all because I also had a belief that if I want things done right, I can't trust other people and I have to do it myself. So while I was operating over that, that was getting in my way repeatedly. So I would hire someone, it wouldn't be the right person. And then of course I had more evidence for why I, I was right about my goals. See, I hired someone, I couldn't trust them to do the job right. I ended up having to do it myself. And now I had evidence because that's what our little brain does and our ego to keep us safe is we gather evidence for the things that we want to be right about in survival. And so in order to master myself, and this is true for everyone, you must be able to be in relationship with those limiting beliefs and those feelings. When I got in relationship with it, and I really was curious about, well, when did that belief get created that I have to do everything myself, that I can't lean on other people and I can't trust, and that I have to know in order to be safe? Well, that part got created when I was very young. It got created in my environment, living with a father that was out of control and undiagnosed bipolar. And so things were very scary when he was out of control. And so I, and then I had a mother who was very low functioning intellectually, and she was not able to teach me and guide me and protect me. And so I created the belief that since my mom can't be there for me, my interpretation was I got to handle it myself. My belief was I can't trust others and I have to know because what I created living with my dad, who was so unpredictable, was if I knew when it was coming, then I can be safe. If I know what's coming, then I can protect my brother or this, the environment. Now, again, I'm a child. So those beliefs were created as a little girl based on how I interpreted my environment. And we all are interpretation machines, right? So when we were little, whether even if we had a great childhood or we had a traumatic child, it doesn't matter. We interpreted everything that went on in our environment. We are still doing that today. And so if we can go and be with those limiting beliefs and feel the feeling that's attached to them, like I had fear attached to mine. I had a lot of fear attached to my limiting beliefs and to step outside of those beliefs and be willing to be right about a different belief. Like I can trust people. I can create a team of people that I can rely on. I don't have to do it myself in order to be willing. And I don't have to know to be safe in order to be willing to tolerate the fear that came up and be willing to be right about those new beliefs. 
I had to have more mastery over connecting to myself. And so the mastery took me having enough courage to be with the fear, like all my feelings are welcome. Fear is welcome, especially when we're expanding. We absolutely have to get in relationship with fear. And we want our old beliefs to come up because they've been operating subconsciously for us, like the operating system on your phone. And think of how often your operating system on your phone gets updated. Well, if we don't update our operating system and we're not able to be with those parts that actually saved us when we were little, they got us through in a way that had us feeling more powerful and more masterful in our life as children, we might not have made it as well as we did. And so we want to be grateful for those parts. We want to honor those parts, right? And not make them wrong and not try to be in resistance you know, if you think about any time we're in resistance to anything, we're still focused on it. So if I'm in resistance to my beliefs that occurred when I was young, they're pushing up against what I'm trying to create in my life. And this is true for everyone. Anything you're in resistance to, you are still in relationship with it. And so if you can embrace all parts of yourselves, you know, embrace the part where you feel shame and be curious about that. Embrace the part where you feel not good enough or not smart enough and go be with that part and ask questions like this. Like, how young does that part feel? When does it when did it get created? Does that part have a feeling attached to it? If, if you start with the limiting belief, does it have a feeling attached to it? If you're starting with the feeling, then see if there's a thought attached to it. And then use your imagination to look at, does that part have information for you, right? Why did that part get created? What purpose did it serve? When you ask these questions and you just be with it and you let yourself allow whatever floats up around it, it gives you really important information and you want to honor that and thank it. Be compassionate about all parts of yourself. And then you'll have the freedom to move forward to create, creating new beliefs, going after your goals. Because think of it, for those of you, and I don't know about you, but I, doing daily affirmations for me has never worked. Daily affirmations without being connected to part, all the parts that are occurring for me subconsciously. Because what, let's think about it. If I do an affirmation that says, I'm going to create my large personal development company and I'm capable and I know enough. And that little voice of what's operating down there says, no, you don't know enough. You haven't studied enough. You haven't done enough programs. You haven't done enough courses. You haven't been, you're not competent enough. That voice comes up and you can't lie to yourself, right? So now you're automatically in resistance to that part that got created in survival for you. And guess which one's going to win? The one that's going to win is the one that has been saving you and in survival protecting you most of your life. So getting in relationship with it honoring it, understanding it, having compassion for it. So when it pops up, you can be with it and go, okay, here's the fear. Here's the limiting belief. And can I give that part a new job? Like anytime it floats up, can I give it the new job of 
why is it okay for me to trust people and hire the right people and make sure I have people on my team that are a resource that know more than me about each area of my business that I want to create and then be willing to learn and grow with every opportunity and every result. And so again, just writing down a goal is a great start, but how you write the goal, why the goal is important to you, commitment toward that goal and discipline, and then knowing how to be with whatever limiting beliefs and feelings that come up around creating those big juicy goals in your life is really important. And then often, I think for me, it's it, one of the most critical pieces also has making being, sorry, fumbling over my words. I'm so excited about this topic is making sure that the people that I hang out with, the people that are my top resources are people that are like-minded, that are forward thinking, that are leaders, that are going to pull me forward. So in the moment that I get stuck, because you know those moments when your stuff just gets on top of you and it's like, you know you've got the tools, but you can't get out. In those moments when none of your tools are working, it's not only important to be able to sit and be with yourself, but to have people on your team that can pull you forward and that can that know you and that have that forward thinking, that tra those transformational tools that live life the way that you're committed to living life and they pull you forward. You know, I also, I believe that it, you can't hang out with people who are vibrating at a lower level. They're gossiping, they're complaining, they're not going anywhere. They blame everything outside of them. They don't want to be responsible and accountable in their life. If you're hanging out with people that are at that lower vibration, but you're saying that you want to operate at the vibration of responsibility, gratitude, appreciation, setting dream goals, you know, being committed and disciplined and rigorous. Those two things don't go together. So there's a lot to look at when you want to go after life in a big, juicy, deep way. There are many components that are important. And so that's why writing down goals isn't enough. It takes way more than that. And writing down goals and declaring and committing isn't enough, right? It's how to work with yourself in the face of the commitment. It's how to work with yourself in the face of those goals and, be, and knowing why they're so important to you and being the energetic match for the vibration of those goals because if you're living out of not enough and you want to make a million dollars, you're not going to make that million or you're going to make it and you're going to lose it. If operating out of not enough, but you want a fulfilled, loving, connected, inspirational relationship, but you're living out of I'm not deserving, I'm not worth it, you might meet that person and quickly lose them or do things to prove yourself right about that relationship or that person may see you and walk right on by because they see where you're operating from. So sit with your goals in this way. You declare your goals, make them detailed and juicy, write why your goals are important to you and be with that on a really feeling level, heart centered. And then each day your interaction with your goals are from 100% committed, 
Like you're not going to try. It's not a nice idea. You're not hoping and wishing 100% committed. And you are in the vision with that goal, raising your vibration each and every day where you are imagining yourself in your vision, in your goals. Who's that person? What does it feel like? What, what is my thinking? How do I walk? How do I talk? And then who are the people I hang out with in that life in order to manifest it? Who, what's the vibrational match that I must be? And then anything that floats up underneath that shows you what needs to be healed and felt and cleaned out, be with it in a way that you have compassion for where it came from. So that's where you know where you're operating from each and every day. And it takes mastery to be with yourself like this each and every day. These are muscles that have to get strong, like the muscles that you use to go to the gym. And these are muscles of living your life by design as opposed to default. Because if we focus on our worries, we focus on our limiting beliefs, we focus on all of the things we've been focused on up till now, you'll just get more of the same of what you've gotten because what we focus on expands. So take these steps when interacting with your goals and see what transformational shift it creates. And then come back to us and let us know by writing in our chats on our social media and letting us know how things are going for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to be with you. I look forward to seeing you each and every week. I hope we bring you new juicy topics that absolutely make a difference in your life. So if this has been valuable, please rate it for me. And if you would check out our other offerings on social media and our social media is linked in the show notes below. I got it right this time. All right, everybody, I'll see you next week. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining me on Build Your Life by Design podcast. Remember, you have the power to design your life exactly how you want it to be. Live life with power and mastery. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, join us for our upcoming Keys to Mastering Your Success. The details are available on our website at buildyourlifebydesign.co. Until next time, keep designing your life by choice, not by chance. Put yourself firmly in the driver's seat of your life. See you next time.